joining me for End Times, What You Should Know, What You Can Do. I'm Debbie Taylor-Williams. Is our study happening at a pertinent time? Yes. February 23rd, Russia launched an attack on Ukraine, causing people to ask if the Russian invasion is the beginning of World War III. It was only last year we watched in horror as Afghans attempted to flee the Taliban, grasping for a U.S. cargo plane as it flew into the sky. War, civil war, and drug wars ravage our world and poverty increases. The 2020 UN reports that there is a dramatic worsening of world hunger. Since their 2020 report, 97% of Afghans are now impoverished, adding to the already staggering numbers. The day Russia invaded Ukraine's capital, there were 43 earthquakes in the world, including a magnitude 6.2 earthquake in Indonesia. While the National Earthquake Information Center says there are around 20, or I'm sorry, around 50 earthquakes every day, tremors above the magnitude of two on the Richter scale quadrupled in 2020 and are on track to increase in frequency. A 2022 report shows suicides by drug overdose have increased among teens, young adults, and seniors. If you have not been touched by war, poverty, earthquakes, drug or alcohol abuse, or suicide, no doubt COVID has impacted your life. Some experts believe that the Omicron variant is the fastest spreading virus in all of human history. The pandemic has affected more than people's health. It has wreaked havoc on people financially, emotionally, and academically, as well as so many other ways. While suicide, addiction, and child abuse have risen, morality and civility has plummeted. Perhaps Jesus' words in Matthew have come to your mind. When the disciples went to him privately and asked, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened for those things must take place but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places, there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Yes, but still birth pangs. I wonder, as we watched with horror Men falling from a U.S. cargo plane is Jesus watching with horror our nation and world falling. Isaiah 520 warns, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. How long can we ignore God and him not act? How long will he sit by while a child is abused every 10 seconds in the United States? 
How long will he wait while our courts debate if a baby lives or dies in their mother's womb? People have asked why I'm doing this study on end times. I am not a scholar of eschatology. My goal is not to persuade you to hold to a certain viewpoint of end times. My desire is to encourage you to know what Jesus says about a future day when he will judge the world in righteousness. My desire is that you not only know, but you prepare for when you meet Jesus and that you then be the light of Christ to others. There are reasons for us to study prophecy. And when we do, we end up being the recipients of at least four gifts, which I'm excited to tell you about. The first reason we read and heed prophecy is we receive a blessing. What a gift. Revelation 1-3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. When you read, hear, and heed the words of Revelation, you are blessed. A second reason we read prophecy is when we do, we receive comforting information. We don't like to be in the dark about things. That's why we watch the news and keep up with the weather. We want to know what's going to happen and how it affects us and others. The early believers were concerned about their deceased family and friends, as you might be. As a matter of fact, they knew Jesus was returning in the way he ascended through the clouds. And they wondered what would happen to their loved ones who were already deceased, their believing family and friends. Would they miss out on Christ's return? 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 comforts them and does by explaining the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. If we don't read prophecy, we miss out on the comfort God wants to give us. A third reason we read prophecy is so it encourages us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6 and 9 through 11 verses in there say, For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they were saying, Peace and safety then destruction will come upon them, suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in the darkness, that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you, talking to believers, are sons of light and sons of day. It continues, let us be alert and sober, for God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, referring to death, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Let's unpack this reason to read prophecy. What is this gift? The prophecy we read is that when the day of the Lord comes and God's wrath is poured out on the unrighteous, believers will be saved and live with Jesus forever. That is great news. But one of the reasons it's important for us to read this prophecy is so we can encourage one another rather than live in fear or wring our hands in distress. Knowing what is going to happen is comforting, but we also want to know what we can do in light of the fact that a day of judgment is coming. Reading prophecy encourages us. It also gives us the gift of knowing what we can do. Be alert, build up others in the word so they too are prepared and ready for Christ's return. Our fourth reason to read prophecy is because it is God's word, truly a gift to us. Second Peter 1.21 says, no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. God moved holy men to write the words of prophecy for you. Why? 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says God's words are profitable. They teach you, correct you, and train you. The words that God moved holy men to write make you adequate and equipped to do good works. You give your children books. You teach them how to live because that is a gift to your children. What we read in prophecy is what God gives us to make us adequate and equipped for the last days. Now quickly, in addition to us considering the reasons to read prophecies and the gift we receive when we do read them, let's touch on what is meant by end times and are we in the end times? Eschatology, the branch of theology concerned with the final events in the history of the world, specifically the second coming of Christ, the resurrection of the dead, the last judgment, uses phrases like end times, the end, the last days, day of the Lord. The end is a broad term that can refer to the end of a specific time or to a longer period of time. In Matthew 13, 49, Jesus refers to the end of the age. He says, so it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous. We know what is going to happen at the end of this age. Angels are going to separate the wicked from the righteous, in other words, believers from unbelievers. Jesus comforts us again using the term end of the age in Matthew 28, 20, when he says, I'm with you always, even to the, say it with me, 
end of the age. End times are also spoken of as day of the Lord. It is thought of as either a singular day or as a period of time when God brings judgment and deliverance. Obadiah 1.15 says, For the day of the Lord draws near on all the nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your dealings will return on your own head. 2 Peter 3.10 says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Again, God is giving us the heads up. Judgment is coming on this earth. His time of waiting and patience will end. Enough killing of innocent babies, enough lying, enough murder. As he brought judgment on the earth with a flood in the days of Noah, he is bringing judgment again on our earth and he will create a new heaven and new earth as we are told. Last days is another way and times are referenced. 2 Peter 3.3 says, Know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lust. Are we in the end times, the last days, leading to the day of the Lord? Now we must be clear. As Jesus stated, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of the heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone, Matthew 24, 36. Yet still, he gives us signs and says that there will be mockers in the last day. However, just because there have been mockers in prior generations does not mean that we should ignore God's teachings to us about markers mockers today. We are also told the characteristics of people in the last days before he brings his judgment. In 2 Timothy, he says, realize this, the last days will be difficult. Men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. It doesn't take a historian to recognize the decline in morality, civility, and humble reverence for God and his word in our generation. We began today with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Auschwitz Memorial made a statement in response to the invasion saying, this act of barbarity will be judged by history and its perpetrators, it is to be hoped, also by the International Court of Justice. What Jesus wants us to know 
and tells us through his prophetic word is that he sits on a court higher than the international court of justice on this earth. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he sits in that high and lofty throne. We will each stand before him. We will each give an account of our lives to God. Are you ready for his verdict of your life and his gavel to come down, sealing your soul for eternity? Our focus each week is on what we should know and what we can do. This week, we know an end and last days are coming, whether by natural death or Christ's return. In light of that knowledge, we can be ready by confessing our sins, repenting and confessing Jesus is Lord. We can be the light of Christ to the world. Be ready. Be the light of Christ to others. God bless you, friends.